Christmas balls, Christmas balls. I've got great big Christmas balls. It's Charity's Weekly. Oh, I just sat on one of my Christmas balls. Oh, that's, that's all right. Be careful. <laughs> that's my Mr. Belvedere impression. <laughs> oh, oh, Wesley. <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. See, I love how all the cool kids, they they had a foil named Wesley back in the day. It's, it's, it's great. It's nice. Hi, everybody. Welcome hey. to episode hey. number... 303. Three, yeah, 304. Oh. Well, do you actually... No one actually... No, know, okay, never mind. That's fine. It's an episode. It's it's in the notes. You'll see it. It's in the 300. It could be a palindrome. It may not be. The folks that are bringing it to you today, the lady who can see what is coming, it is the Flintstress. It is something that will go wrong, and you'll end up on Mars with Chaucer and a robot shark, and that's actually happened, hasn't it? Oh, it did, totally. Mm. The woman who can sum oh, things up noble. perfectly, it's Carol the Cat. Look at that walk. It's kind of sexy in like a Cruella Kardashian sort of way. The gentleman who has standards, podcasting Dred Sigfrid. Ah! I don't want to die! I'm not wearing my good underpants and I'd be so embarrassed! And I'm the guy who may not have remembered I'm the wonderful Billy Flynn. You see, I forgot. Okay, I forgot. Or I stopped thinking about it, or maybe I didn't want to think about it. It's, it's one of those. What happened geeky, yo? No, we've been doing some geeky stuff. Um, I'll start with like TV shows, I guess. We finally did watch the most recent season of Mythic Quest. Remember that show? We yeah, were talking about it last that. time. And we were like, oh, should we watch it or whatever? It's like, it's one of those shows and you get back into it and you're like, oh, that's right. I love every single person on this show. <laughs> From Danny Pudi, who's like evil, to like... Um, all of them, just every single one of them on that show, every single individual character and just the way they play off of each other. I just absolutely adore that show and was happy to have it back and just wish that there was more of that, especially with the whole like the AI and the haptic feedback and all of the like future tech. It was um, it was it was just really heartwarming too. like they all just genuinely love each other and they're a family and it's a dysfunctional family. But um, if you like video games and you like people, Mythic Quest, you know, I like that one. Um we also watched, okay, so we had watched, like, one episode of My Adventures with Superman, like, months ago, and this is an animated show, and it's on, Cartoon I don't know Network. what it's on. Cartoon Network. It's on Cartoon Network, and it's, so it's, like, an anime style of Superman, and he's, like, he's, like, 20-something, 20 22, it's not quite anime. No. You, you know, they're not, like, running in, like, you know, anime in the big over-the-top eyes. The fights don't last anime, six episodes. But it's like anime <laughs> It has elements of the anime for sure. Um, well, like when they blush, they do like the anime blush <laughs> and a couple of other things like that. Um, it's actually, oh, it's super good. You know, you know, not that it's spoilers, but like I have always, always, always had a problem with any iteration of Superman, excuse me while I go off for a second, where Lois Lane does not. No, she's an investigative reporter. There is no way that she would not know. And that is like the biggest thing that I hate. I, I mean, I love Superman, but, you know, I'm not trying to say that I like hate on the whole series or genre or anything like that. But God, Lois Lane would know. He was she wearing glasses. Yeah. Yes, I call BS. Look, it. look, look how different. She would know. See, look, look, who am I now? Wait, oh hold on. God. Who got it? Who got into the zoo? <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. Somebody like totally. Really? Oh, Jesus. It was Russia. Is that AI? <laughs> Is that that AI thing? May I take over? Bill? Sorry, podcast people. That was a visual joke. <laughs> <laughs> we, we should do it again. We should do, do it again. Oh, ready? Here it comes. <laughs> Billy removes his glasses. Hey, wait a second. Oh. 
Billy yep. reapplies his glasses. <laughs> oh, hey, Billy, you're back. Hey, everybody, what's up? <laughs> yeah, okay. But anyway, I recommend the show. It's really good. Um, and they a lot of little Easter eggs. You know, like you meet a teenage boy and his name is Alex, right? And you're like, oh, okay, I think we know who you're going to be kind of thing. You know, so it, it's definitely fun. Alex Lex Luthor. Alex oh, Luther, I thought you were saying yeah. Alexander Skarsgård. Okay. <laughs> no. He meets a stripper <laughs> named Alexis. <laughs> also on my list, um, Doctor Who, we saw the, you know, the finale of the specials with, uh, okay, is it? Chute. Chute. Chute Gatwa. Gatwa, right. I've been practicing. I've been working on it. Chute Gatwa. And um, I liked that part. Of it, and mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see what he's going to do next. It's definitely it was uncharted territory. That whole like, you know, by are we at past by, the point of spoilers? I could talk about it. This by generation. I mean, it's it's all over the thing. You know, you can't walk down Facebook right. without seeing the uh, the toy maker meme. Hell, <laughs> right. I there are like five thousand toy makers. I memes. made a toy maker meme for the love of God. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. It's not the first meme you've ever made, though. You've made no, but that was that was a wry political commentary meme. It's yeah. also not his first Neil Patrick Harris meme that he's made. Oh, but normally that's in his not safe for work. That's folder. true, you know. <laughs> Giggity. Um, the doctor wasn't yeah. that horrible. <laughs> I, I was saying earlier, you know, and I and I stick by my earlier statement from what two weeks ago, where I was mad about the sonic screwdriver making a bulletproof wall, right? Like I, you know, I still had faults with the early couple of ones, but just I would I would watch every moment of David Tennant and um, Catherine Tate on screen together. They could do no wrong in my book. They could run around the universe. I hope that just every now and then the BBC just gets a bug up their butt and just makes a Doctor and Donna special where they just go and do something i'd be all about that just every now and then so i'm but i'm really excited mm-hmm. to see this next iteration and he's just adorable when he just smiles and i'm just like oh he's so cute um well and, and so, the bifurcation is necessary or by generation whatever they called it it's necessary so that way we can get a happy doctor for a little right. while mm-hmm. because yeah. he does have to deal with all those things and isn't it fantastic that we won't have to see the doctor deal with, where every episode is the doctor in therapy, which, you know, right. it could be interesting. But we can have somebody, we can have a doctor who is healing, and then we get a doctor who is healed. Because it's mm. the same things, and we can finally have some more, uh, less pathos and more whimsy in our Doctor yeah. Who, which I love the darker stuff. I love that contemplated stuff, but it's time that we move right. on from that because we've had the shell-shocked Doctor. We've had the, uh, you know, the, oh, the it, it's doctor, all I've done so yeah. much. And then, you know, we've had the grumpy Doctor and then we had the very silly old man Doctor in between the grumpy Doctor and, you know, and so it's just like, now let's go back and have a whimsical Doctor again. That mm-hmm. will be fun. See, it was if much... only we, if only I could split myself and take all my trauma over here yeah, and down. go up in my you know space and time box and have some adventures. Yeah, let them yeah. do the hard mental mm-hmm. labor and work of healing. Yeah, what were that's... you going to say, Flynn? Well, I, I just thought that was interesting that you went with a deep, you know, interesting, you know, perspective comment, and I was just going to ask a stupid question of everybody. Not mm-hmm. being in his underwear. No. No. How dare you? Um, my question was going to be, so kids, what do you think the first song we're going to hear on the Doctor's jukebox will be? Because he's got a jukebox now in that in that TARDIS. Yeah. So there's going to be music. What's our first song going to be? Hmm? Don't know. 
Huey Lewis in the news. It's I'm just Ken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think it's going to be dependent upon where they go next. From you know, if, especially if they do any historical travel, that'll be a clue, you know, of where we're going. And I always like when they go to earlier time frames in Earth, you know, like aliens are coming and they're, I mean, it's not that I, I also very much enjoy the ones where they're on spaceships super far away, you know, meeting interesting people. But yeah. Oh, I'm just excited for more Doctor Who. I think the people in charge of the budget prefer it much more when he's on <laughs> Earth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can we have another adventure in Cardiff, please? Yeah. <laughs> Where's Eunice? All these planets are starting Eunice. to look like Arizona, mm-hmm. Utah. Yeah, and so. Billy, how how did how did uh, how how big did you mark out when we saw this old uh, uh, companion that had oh, dude. a very small run? I, I I don't remember her name. I didn't know anything about Mel. Mel, Mel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I imagine you were just like. Six yeah. Yeah, yeah, see? He did. And, he did. He was like, oh, my God. And see, and since I talked about how, like, in the first one, that, like, those those things had been done in, like, a, a Six Doctor audio adventure, I love that we had a Six Doctor companion to kind of, you know, hey, guys, yeah, right. no, we're serious. However, they kept kind of trying to imply that she was the first redheaded companion. I don't think that's true. Yeah. Tegan was redhead. Yeah. And and so they left Sarah. out. And so they, was N- or Nissa. Well, and they also left out Paul McGann's... Uh, in the Doctor. TV movie, yeah, they left mm-hmm. out well, his Paul companion. Paul McGann was like kind of ginger. <laughs> Paul McGann himself, you know, if you got rid, if he, if the, if his bad wig moved, but you know, his his companion later yeah. were there. Yeah. <laughs> she did you know woman. about it ahead of time that Mel was going to be on this episode, or did you get to be surprised? Like, did the internet spoil it so for you, or they, did you know? They, they said a class. They said a classic. I knew a classic companion was coming back, and so then I tried to not find out who it was because I was like, ooh, yeah. Who? Carol, did you get it spoiled at all? Sorry, I, Sorry, I, I have a cough. cough. I'm trying to mute my coughs. No, I hadn't heard. So I was kind of surprised when she showed up. And I was like, oh, well, that's really cool. So, that's another um, reason why she sometimes didn't I like it. Run. Right, when they don't say like the names in the credits beforehand. Like sometimes they do and sometimes they mm-hmm. don't. And every now and then I've gotten it sort of spoiled for me when they, sh- when they show the actor's name. Because I'm like, oh, so-and-so's in this, you know. So, uh, But yeah, I thought oh, I had a great time with Doctor Who, for sure. Um, also on our list, we watch Fargo, and we're caught up with Fargo, so we're waiting. You know, an episode comes out every week, and man, this episode, this um, season is great. I cannot wait to see how it all plays out. Um, who is it? Jennifer Jason Lee is fabulous. She gets to be evil and bad, but also not like 100% evil and bad and really complex and like if yeah if you like murder at all and you like intrigue and figuring stuff out I highly recommend Fargo but she stone cold destroyed a guy's life on a phone Ooh. call and it was just Ooh. the most epic thing ever without ever raising her voice she never raises her voice no she is completely calm the whole Ooh. time she's telling you to go F yourself ice, <laughs> ice cold ice she's cold. looked at him and said doesn't he look Tired. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then um, we also watched Shorzy. Yep. This is season yes. two of Shorzy, right? Of Letterkenny fame. And this, man, this was a great season. This, pacing this them out. Was... I think I've only got one or two episodes left, so no spoilers. Okay, no spoilers. Thank you for updating me on where you are. It just, it has. And this is just a generalization, not a specific. It has the heart almost of Ted Lasso sometimes, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I was halfway into texting one of my, like, soccer mom friends, 
you would might actually enjoy Shorzy. And then I walked it back because I was like, it is super crude. <laughs> I know her pretty well and she's pretty fun. But at the same time, I'm like, that might be a little too far. So I need to know. I need to get to know her a little bit better before I recommended it. But I was it's not it's you can't quite go. You need like you need like, do you like Ted Lasso? And do you also like, God, what's something else that's just like super crude out there humor, family guy South, or whatever, yeah, right? Park if you like these two things, then you would like Shorzy. But in the <laughs> okay. hobbies, you know, they're, you know, I know they're only showing like little clips, but um, now what is his name? Jared. Also the, yeah. I mean, you could tell that he like genuine, genuinely can play, can skate. Mm-hmm. Jim, 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 God, the Jims. <laughs> They're just so, so incredibly great. And then there's only going to be one more season of Letterkenny, which I'm just like, ugh. But I you don't know. want the show to like drag it out if they don't have any yeah. like, more ideas or whatever. But Right, Big um, Bang Theory? Sorry. What, what's I mean, that? I said right, Big Bang Theory. Theory. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> that was played out first season. It went very quickly from the nerds being in on the joke to it being about making fun of the nerds yeah. really quick. So, but yep. I mean, but then you had Will Wheaton and you had Lenny Moy and you had like all these other cool people. You had you know, Katie Sackhoff in a hot tub. There you go. There you go. So you're just glad that it existed. So there's probably been like other things I've been trying to sort of keep track, but I'm just going to say that has been my geeky speak. Sweet. Hero. Um, I will go next. My, my list is actually pretty short. I did watch the third Doctor Who and loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, finally getting ADA compliant there, Doctor. That's nice to see. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also finished the season of Blue-Eyed Samurai and really loved it. I thought that was a really great show, and it has been renewed for season two, so I'm very happy to see that. Um, I have been re-watching, in preparation of watching season two, Foundation on Apple TV, and I actually really like that show. I don't know that I've heard of it. What's the premise? Um, This is based on Isaac Asimov's Foundation series, Mm -hmm. which is basically unfilmable because it takes place over such a long stretch of time, Uh, like tens of thousands of years. Um, Wow. But they made it work. It's kind of its own thing, but it's really worth it to watch Lee Pace play Empire. He's the Emperor of the Galaxy. Um, And it's like a... He's a clone of the original Emperor, and they clone him at a young age... A middle age and then an old age. So you have Brother Dawn, Brother Day, and Brother Dusk, and they govern the universe together. It's interesting. Wow. It's very Asmovian without being literal to Foundation. Pretty cool. And I like Lee Pace. Lee Pace is really yeah. good in pretty much everything he does. I'm trying to think of who that is. I'll Google his face. Um, well, if you watch The Hobbits, he played uh, Thranduil, Legolas's dad. Um, okay. Okay. Pushing now I know what you mean. Thank you. I, yep. I'm mm-hmm. first. Learned of him with Pushing Daisies because I love that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I learned from Pushing Daisies, then Wonder Falls, and then he was on uh, Halting Catch Fire. Uh, he would pop up in a few things. Then, of course, he was the bad guy in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maldoff the Penetrate. What the hell was his name? Ronan, Ronan, Ronan the Destroyer. Yeah, Maldoff the Penetrator? Um, yeah, sorry, that was a movie I accidentally done. The hell, man. Just- um, yeah, yeah, that helmet did kind of look. <laughs> uh... Yeah, he had a jackhammer, and whenever there was like a good guy ship, he would use that to penetrate the hull, so that way they could do a boarding party. What the hell were you thinking? He's extremely good looking. <gasps> he is very unique mm-hmm. eyebrows. Yeah, crazy eyebrows. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is. He stars in one of my favorite little-known films called The Fall, 
Um, uh. It's absolutely beautiful. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Just make sure you get The Fall, not Fall. Those are two different movies. Um, but yeah, uh, directed by Tarsim Singh, who did The Cell. So visually, it's like mm. really, really amazing. But yeah. The Cell. 2006 Fantasy Adventure? Yep. Okay. Wow. He plays a, a stuntman who is trying to get. He's telling stories to a little girl because he wants her to steal morphine so he can kill himself. Hey, it's, it's like it's the it's, darkest. It's, it's whimsical, <laughs> but with a with this really dark streak in it, and no, it, it's it, absolutely amazing. It's really the darkest Fall Guy episode ever. Yeah, yeah that's what it, they were gonna. It was the cliffhanger for season six, yeah. but uh, they got canceled to season <laughs> <Really>? five. So. <laughs> Okay, so uh, where was oh foundation, and then um, I saw two movies. I saw the boy and the heron, which is the latest Studio Ghibli film. Okay, I'm and sorry. I love that. I, I want to see it. I'm sure I'm going to love it. But I swear, every time I see the title, I always see the boy and the heroin. I always see that. <laughs> Considering the fun? heron is voiced by Robert Pattinson. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fair enough. He does a good job, actually. Um, it's a really, really good film. It's not. It's not for kids, really. Yeah, no, I did. Yeah, I didn't see him. Yeah. Um, and then I saw a movie that is for kids. I saw Wonka, um, which I absolutely loved. Thank so. good. Good, because I, um, I keep hearing from people I, I trust only, that heard, I'm like, going to enjoy people, it. Yeah, most people I've. I think it's only one person we saw that didn't like it. And that was um, the people the, that didn't like it was a musical. The yeah, it isn't being marketed as a musical, and I think that's a mistake. <laughs> right. I mean, like the golden ticket. I mean, you know, it works best as a musical. Yeah. I mean, the '71 version was a musical, so I don't know why they didn't push that it was because it Especially, starts with a song. You're you're basically trying to say this is a prequel to that movie, so it would it only is. make sense for you to acknowledge that and embrace what that, that movie. Right. Yeah. That may yeah. be why it's they're a not pushing universe. it. Yeah, they, that maybe they why they're not assume. pushing it because they're just like, yeah, it's Wonka. Of course it's a musical. <laughs> Who would make a Willy Wonka movie that wasn't a musical? Nobody. It's <laughs> just Burton, insane. I'm looking at you. <sighs> hey, the Oompa Loompa sang. I, I wasn't even like offended by Hugh Grant as the Oompa Loompa. I thought I was going to be because the trailers were so bad for this film. Um, but no, I, he's they use him as sparingly as possible and a little goes a long way with that Oompa Loompa. It's also the only movie he's made in recent history, uh, probably the last five, six years, where he hasn't played a scumbag. <laughs> that was not necessarily <laughs> turning on. People. That's not necessarily. Well, he's just he's kind of a scumbag. He's he's <laughs> not on. <laughs> he's not on screen a lot because he's busy writing lyrics about how children will be murdered later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no children. No children were murdered in this in this one though. Well, that, that, that was the sequel. Um, I'm out. He had to build up to that. You know what I mean? He had to build up to that. And then I had the bright idea of doing the 12 Days of Cinemistress where I record something for the 12 days leading up to Christmas. Um, and I blew it yesterday because I got to day seven and I had to work 14 hours. And then the movie I thought I was going to watch when I was done didn't get released till today. I wanted to watch uh -huh. Rebel Moon and that didn't come out on Netflix until today. You wanted to watch so, the worst Zack Snyder film since Sucker Punch? Wow. Yeah, I know. I, I'm I'm curious now. <laughs> but... I tried to watch The Retirement Plan, which is a Nicolas Cage film, and I thought, hey, I can watch that real quick, do a quick review, throw it up, but um, I fell asleep about halfway, oh, about half an hour in. Which means Nicolas Cage is not being Nicolas Cage enough. No. no it, this is, it's like a geriatric version of what it wants to be, because nobody 
is under the age of 60. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, you got Nick Cage, you got Ron Perlman, you got Jackie Earl Haley. None of them are spring chickens, so. But I still get a hot 20-year-old babe with a her own Tyrannosaurus Rex skull, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he needs the money for more fossils. But um, I will be back on track. I'm yeah, I'm a fossil. This, <laughs> I'm considering this day eight of the, the 12 days of the Cinemistress since I am recording something, so. Yeah, and that was my geeky week. Besides, what kind of nut jobs record something every day? (laughs) (laughs) Right, it's proving difficult. My geeky week uh, finished up. Our flag means death. Finally, nice. And I know we're supposed to get another season, but if it it never happens, that I'm I'm fine if it doesn't. Yeah, that's the way I felt. The way the way it ended was so great. Yeah. And um, also uh, nearly finished, or did I finish? No, I did finish uh, Only Murders in the Building. Okay. Uh, the That's on our short season. list. Would you recommend that we bump that up? Oh, it, it, well, it's fantastic. If you have other stuff, I mean, you you, got, you guys have seen uh, Only Murders, right? The no, first you haven't season seen it. No, you haven't seen any of it? Oh, oh yeah. I highly recommend at least it, the first season. It is. Well, I, I recommend all of it. Yeah, it, so do I. really, really but, good yeah. and just damn funny. Um, and it's, you know, it's one of those things where I know Steve Martin has talked several times about retiring and it's like, if this is swan song, okay. Yeah. Uh, Wonderful. Cause it it ties in just about every part of his career from serious to comedy music. It's it's, it's great. It really is. Um, and you get to see a lot of familiar faces throughout and in delightful ways. And it's also fun to try to figure out the whodunit. I do like a good whodunit. Oh, yeah. I know you do. I know you do. And the twists and everything make sense. And it's fun. And the dynamic between <laughs> Martin Short and, and uh, Steve Martin, of course, are going to have an amazing I dynamic. I heard that Selena Gomez is pretty funny, too. Then you throw in Selena Gomez, and it's fantastic. It's She's the, so deadpan. Yeah. Yeah, she <laughs> really is. And it, it's just delightful. And then, of course, uh, that's pretty much all I've really done, Geeky, because I, um, I've i been prepping for the end of the year with uh, work stuff. And, of course, with me uh, going on vacation, I'm getting to go for the first time. I don't remember if I talked about it last time. On a Disney cruise, mm-hmm. um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, with, uh, with COVID, uh, when COVID happened, I figured I'd never get to do a cruise. It was always on a bucket list. And mm-hmm. Disney Cruise, of course, because uh, I am a Disney fan. I'm not a huge, huge Disney fan, but I love a lot of the properties they own. <laughs> right. um, and they do it right. They really do. Well, they have the, the nose, but they do it right. Yeah. Seeing all of the stuff and the way they do things. One of the things that I learned, because I've been watching a bunch of YouTube tutorials, kind of not tutorials, but YouTube like a... videos <laughs> on how to prepare for it. Um, and how whatnot. to cruise. <laughs> Well, but there, there's all kinds of, you know, tips and things like that. And it's mm-hmm. great. Oh, yeah. Dude, and, we're going uh, to Disney World. And, yeah, I'm in, like, three mm-hmm. Facebook groups. Yeah, there's a lot. Yep. And so uh, the, uh, one of the things that I learned, because it was one gal did, was talking about um, all of the different kinds of rooms and stuff. And, yeah, you can have a room that has a veranda. You can have a room that has portholes. Well, of course, it's a big boat. They want to put as many uh, rooms as they can in there. So there's a lot of inside rooms, rooms that will not, cannot physically have a window. But what they do have is they have a, um, they have a virtual portal, a porthole, excuse me. And it actually has live feed of the ocean. Wow. It's got cameras okay. on the boat. 
and it plays it up there and they've got these like super high def uh screens in there so it looks like you're looking out a damn window that's cool but the thing that they get that you know people who uh have actual windows won't get is occasionally little Disney characters will pop up on the screen <laughs> and say howdy or swim around or whatnot. So it's just, it's just like, oh, that's damn cute. it, damn it, Disney, you guys understand. You're like, look, we're going to make you pay through the nose for any of these things, of course. And we know some of you are not going to be able to pay as much as some of other people, but we're still going to give you a Disney experience. Right. And it's just like, right. hell yeah. And uh, so then the whole thing with COVID, you know, now that uh, things are in a much better place with the world and with COVID and everything like that between vaccines and boosters, I was worried that, uh, you know, I would never go on a cruise. But it's Disney. They're not going to let anything bad happen, super bad happen on one of their cruises. Be- or it does. And I get disappeared, in which case, not my problem. <laughs> I get to live in the basement with Walt Disney's head. Um. <laughs> You have to, like, we're past the point of needing to show any kind of, like, COVID negative type of test or anything, right? Uh, yeah, they, they, that wasn't a requirement or anything uh, that I saw anywhere. So, you know, may, may have to take one there, which is fine. You know, I've got my Vax cards and everything like that. So I'm yeah, not terribly you're feeling good. That. That's, that's mm-hmm. what counts. Yep. Yeah, totally. But so I'm yeah, looking. Well, <laughs> 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 nice. But so I, I'm... Uh, I am very much looking forward to actually getting to do something I've always wanted to do, which is go to the Caribbean. I'm going to make sure to have myself some Caribbean rum and yes. uh, nice. go visit the pirate museum that's out yes. there. And, um, and, and yeah, and just uh, really enjoy relax. myself. Exactly. Relax. There is not going to be, we're, we're not paying for freaking $20 a day internet. So I will have no communication with the outside world. I will have no idea what is going on. $20 a day internet? Through the ship, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and I don't particularly feel like paying international rates. So my phone is basically going to be off for a week, which is a very strange, terrifying concept. (laughs) I have no idea what kind of world I will return to. Please keep it safe. Well, I don't know if that's possible. And that has been my geeky Okay, well, um, I've read the first issue of JLA versus Godzilla and Kong. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because why the hell not? And, you know, when you've got a nice panel of Superman flying towards Godzilla, yeah, that'll, that's interesting. So, yeah, I'm (laughs) going to see how this pans out and how we can make that last. I've also read... Does Superman find a way to communicate with Godzilla and then they end up teaming up? Or, like, was all a big misunderstanding? Or do they end up, like, actually really fighting and hurting each other? It it was literally the first issue. We're going to find out that King Kong poops kryptonite. They haven't fought yet. It's literally the first issue. It's all preliminary. Oh, oh okay. we're setting it up. Um, all right, I'm excited. I've read the first issue of Superman 78, The Metal Curtain, which posits Christopher Reeve coming into contact with a bunch of commies who, in their own weird way, create a different version of Metallo because none of the characters in his movies would be exactly like they were in the comics anyway. So, you know... You know Lars Ulrich? No, nah, sadly. Sadly. <laughs> so, you know... <laughs> That it it's fun because you know it's 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 the Superman that you really really like so that that's a ton of fun, that's a ton of fun. So I tell you, I keep playing uh, you know these these stupid um, games that Netflix puts on because if you have a Netflix subscription, you also have games that you can download to your phone and play that you would normally have to pay for and pay to play and what the hell ever. So I downloaded TMNT Shredder's Revenge. And this feels like a 1994 player co-op arcade game, 
that you play on your phone, which is really weird. <laughs> really weird. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, this is kind of fun. Like, so now I want, I want, you know, I want you friends. Like swipe up to jump and stuff. Or? Yes, you've got like the, the virtual console thing, and yeah, you move around different ways to make. They, they show you how to do it, but of course, you don't remember. So you're right. you're button smashing without buttons. So you're swipe smashing, if you will. I don't know how you what you call that exactly. Which doesn't Swipe make any sense. is a pretty good, uh, pretty good approximation. And then Netflix decided, you know what? We're also going to update, uh, you know, up our games a little bit because now on Netflix, if you've got the subscription, you can go and download Grand Theft Auto Three, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, <laughs> and play those on your phone because your phone can now run those games. <laughs> <laughs> that your system that from back in the day was able to do. Now again, with controls, sometimes while driving, I just f it all up completely because you can get like well, a you little, shouldn't play while you're right. driving, Billy. No, you shouldn't. So <laughs> you you could make it have like a little virtual console, or to make it easier, just sort of swipe driving. Neither way works perfect for me. Neither way works perfect at all. But. It it was really fun revisiting Grand Theft Auto Three and being like, wow, people were really losing their mind and talking about children just all becoming anarchist right. gang members because of this game. That's really kind of funny. That's when we all knew hilarious. it was going to be Pong. And for some reason, I forgot that Samuel L. Jackson's a voice in San Andreas. I don't know how I forgot that. Because he's just, I'm like, oh my, wait, oh, that's right. He's a, how did I forget that? That's crazy. crazy. That one, that one, the opening of that. Um, because you thought it was Lawrence Fishburne, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that wow. one, the opening of that messed me up hardcore because, so you're this guy, you go back to your hometown, uh, dirty cops pick you up, rough you over, throw you out, and basically you pick up a bicycle, and it's the first way you do to move around. Like a gritty Hallmark movie. Mm-hmm. Right, but like, so my, my driving controls weren't that great, but now I'm trying to drive a bicycle? That thing is, that's, that's <laughs> effing impossible <laughs> on a phone, dude. <laughs> It's just like, I want to play more of this, but this bike thing, because there's a <laughs> yeah, hard one. Connect the, for the phone. You, you, you connect the wireless controller? This, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm wondering. That's what I want to do next. Because you meet up your, your, your guys, you know, the cops come, and you, you all take off on your goddamn bikes. So you're running from cops on your bikes, but I, then I'm slamming into walls and shit. I'm like, oh, my God. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll get back to it. But, yeah, I've, I've got to check if the... Uh, if the pro will hook up to it, because that would be great. Yeah, we're uh, going to find out it's gy- uh, gyroscopic controls, and he doesn't. Really <laughs> that's oh, that's why. I'm completely. I'm, I'm caught up on Quantum Leap. I'm the new God. Quantum Leap is so good. That first season was tremendously good. How do you top that first season? Oh, well, you've dropped some interesting goddamn things this season. Okay, I am nice. very much into this 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 Quantum Leap. Oh, if you were a fan of the original show at all, you really really should check out what they're doing because it's a loving homage. It is a sequel. You've got a character from the original series. You've got it's all ties together. It's it's really damn good. It really really is. And I am about halfway through Netflix's Bodies. Bodies is based. Bodies is based on a DC comic that, for somehow, I've never read, which is very, very fascinating. So, very quickly, kids, it's 2023, and yes, it we're in Whitechapel, and a cop chasing a suspect for a different reason finds a naked body in an alley 
with weird markings all over it, hands and stuff, that looks like he's been shot through the eye. And then we flash back to 1950. No, no, no. Then we flash back to 1950, where this cop in Whitechapel, chasing a crook, runs through an alley and finds this naked body with all these markings on it. It looks like it's been shot through the eye. And then we go like to 1890. Stop me if you figure out where this is going. It's the same body. It's the exact same body in each time period. And each time when the cops are figuring it out, there's like this weird moment where like the lights, there's like this big burst of energy. The lights go up for a moment. You don't know why the hell this is happening. It doesn't make any sense. But the first episode, it really, it really floored me because in the last five minutes, we flash forward to 2053, where a cop's wonderful, uh, you know, smart car gets vaporized by this said energy I just talked to you about. And she gets out and walks through this alley in Whitechapel and finds this naked body with all these markings on it that looks like it's been shot through the eye. But this one's alive. What the hell? <laughs> so, so... Shot through the eye and still alive? Yeah. Yeah. It can happen that way. Yeah. Sure. Well, oh considering God. in 2023 they realize that there's no bullet in the body at all and that's just not yeah. humanly possible uh, in the first place. So Ice bullet. And, nope. and so the, the things, the investigation starts happening and people are starting to tie together that this has happened before. It's a very weird show. It's a very, very weird show. And, and I guess it's called be- Bones? It's called Bodies. Bodies. Oh, Bodies. Even though technically it should be called Body because it's the same body. But theoretically it's mm. Bodies because each time period found a body. They just, you know, didn't have a way of leaving a note for everyone going, hey. If they called it Body, that would have kind of given it away. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, there, there is that. So yeah, Billy. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying that because like the last one I watched, you know, you knew you were going to get some sci-fi kind type of elements, but this last was like, hey, let's just balls, let's just do it, let's just go sci-fi completely right now, let's let's just almost make this a Doctor Who episode right now, let's just do that. So that'd be fantastic. And the last time we got together, I forgot to mention that I have a new phone. Woo! Yay! Yay. I have the Google Pixel 8. It's different. I it's, told you it would be different. It's different. It's different in quite a few ways. It's a very good phone. It's a very fantastic phone. But there are things about it that just drive me absolutely goddamn batty. It really does. It really does. It doesn't do things the way... Okay, Google, your Android, it's all Android. Why is your Android this much different on this phone? Why? Because you're not giving me anything... I don't see a benefit from it being as different as it is, I guess is my thing, if that makes sense. It's different just for the sake of being different? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always the worst. I like it. So I have the the Pixel 6, and I really do like it, but it did take me some time to get used to it. You know, you can sort of, like, put it back in, like, other Android mode. I can, can, like, take off some of the gestures and stuff if you want. Well, I would like for you to take some stuff off. So, yes, that would be great. That would be fantastic. Thank you, everybody. Double entendre. Is I didn't say that. Now, well, see, you're the one that made it dirty because you told people what I was talking about. The wonderful Billy Flynn looks at what Chad and Abby are up to now. If you know what TV show they're on this week, you could win yourself a prize. It's your further adventures of Chad and Abby update. 
Abby is now a producer, and she gets this gig as she's running around trying to find some time to get married to Chad. And then to make it more fun, the honeymoon plans for Mexico get derailed when Chad's daughter Grace shows up. And Abby can't get some marital relations going on because Grace is around. And she even has to play mom when Chad has to go out of town. <laughs> then, then uh, you know, try to meet up. Uh, Grace tries to get her mom to meet up with Abby because it's going to be a cute meet. And, you know, Chad and Abby, they just got a bunch going on. So many things making it difficult. Will it stop them? Well, Abby says, bosh. And Chad says, maybe we just need to get someplace, you know, like a saintly elsewhere or something, whatever. But they're going to work it all out because for them, each and every is pardoned. The complete is exonerated. The entire is absolved. Huh? You like that? I'm not wearing it. That's the wrong button. Hey, I pushed the wrong button. It's been so long since I've pushed the wrong button. Yay, everybody. Let's push hey. the let's push the right one. You got mail, baby. Hi, GRD. Just listening to GRD 302. Huh? Huh? And heard the comment on the word oculated in regarding of uh, the, the blocking of Beetlejuice. The word occult means hidden, which is why it became, you know, used for esoteric knowledge. The information hidden by the religious powers that were, you know, had been, were, and had, had been there for everyone. And that's from a wonderful texter who didn't leave us a name. And that's the only problem with texting. It won't tell us who it is. You have to put your name in a text. Otherwise, we just call you... Mystery text. What did I say? Uh, no, actually, I believe in the notes I have you listed as a texter with a brilliant point. So there you go. Called it Brilliant. Greetings, expanded GRD crew. I found myself with some time to go through this latest chabby, and I believe that they are on Super Force. Cheers from Jay Radimus. P.S. How did this show last like two full, like old school broadcast mm-hmm. level seasons, and Firefly only got one? Thanks, Fox Television. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, last week they certainly were, were on the show Super Force. Which sounds exactly like the kind of generic 80s I want to be the A-team knockoff that you think it is and was not that good at all. But yeah, it got two complete full seasons, which doesn't make the slightest bit of sense to anyone, but there you go. So, uh, congratulations on knowing that. That's another entry into the drawing. We'll see. You've got time. Get some more if you got the slightest idea where they are based on... The one we just did, because I just told you what the other one was. Yeah, that makes sense. So you, you get that information to us. We'll throw you in the bucket. We'll pull a name out. Bill, I still I still got to reach out to you again, because we have not connected about getting you your prize from winning last time. Drop a note to podcast at geekradiodaily.com, or, of course, send a voicemail or text message to... 510-GRD. And wasn't wasn't Super Force the one with the motorcycle? It, it was like RoboCop meets uh, meets Knight Rider. You don't have to go back and look it up. I don't remember. It's been a couple weeks since I wrote anything about this show. I don't. That's how much the much of the impression it left on me at the time. I was like, oh yeah, this show. And now I don't even remember who was in it. <laughs> I don't even remember who was in it, man. It's crazy. Is neither do the people that were in it. Well, you know, I'll give you a clue about what they were in at the end of things. <gasps> Oops, I'm giving stuff away. Hi, I'm Terry J. Allman, host of Video Fuzzy, a media-centric nostalgia bomb, currently working through thousands of DVD transfers from VHS tapes of television you may remember fondly, or not, as well as current recordings, cross-connections, and comments along the way. Find my blog at videofuzzy.blogspot.com, and my Video Fuzzy podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. For Video Fuzzy, I'm Terry J. Allman. Happy viewing.
It might be amazing, it might just be sketchy, and we'll find out together on Video Fuzzy. Hi, this is Jeff Combs, and you're listening to Geek Radio Daily. Yeah. It's still called that. What are you going to do? Huh, pal? Please, get that nonsense out of here. And now this is the correct time to push this button. I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> Film at 11. Geek News. Let's take a look at the world. From a geeky point of view. When the Star Wars sequel trilogy concluded in 2019 with the rise of Skywalker, the future of the franchise looked cinematically done. After releasing five Star Wars movies in five years, Disney decided to redirect its focus to streaming series. Four years later, Star Wars is yet to return to the theaters, but the galaxy far, far away has charted new course on Disney+, Plus, with a wide variety of live-action and animated shows. And in fact, the series that are coming in 2024 are The Acolyte. Announced in 2022, The Acolyte is the first live-action Star Wars show covering the High Republic, specifically the final days of the High Republic era. Ooh, more space politics. <laughs> the Bad Batch, season three. Uh, it's an animated spinoff of The Clone Wars. will return for a third and final season Yay. in 2024. The series Elite follows elite clone troopers taking on mercenary missions around the galaxy and finding out maybe they weren't so bad after all. Also, we've got Skeleton Crew. Uh, director John Watts is leaving Spider-Man behind for Skeleton Crew, which stars Jude Law as a Jedi who meets four kids lost in the galaxy trying to make their way home. It has been described as a galactic version of classic Amblin coming-of-age adventure films of the 1980s. So, an American tale in space. Stand by me with the Force. <laughs> We've also got Tales of the Jedi Season 2 after telling the dual origin stories of Ahsoka Tano and Count Dooku in the first season of Tales of the Jedi. Lucasfilm announced a new season at Celebration Europe, and... Uh, it's basically, um, well, kind of more of the same, but different characters and stuff. And look, mm -hmm. I just want uh, tales about Shaggy meddling with the Emperor. Now, of course, we've got 2025 coming up as well, and that's going to feature Andor Season 2. Andor was awesome, so hell yeah. Yes, yes Lord. The untitled Ray Skywalker movie. For why? We've also got the untitled Dawn of the Jedi movie. Martha! <laughs> uh, the untitled Mando Mandoverse movie. The movie will, of course, be something of an Avengers-like team-up featuring characters from all of the Disney Plus shows, as well as some other surprising additions we might not have expected, like Bluey appearing? I don't know. And also, of course, Taika Waititi's untitled Star Weapon Wars movie. <laughs> and uh, Taika Waititi's untitled Star Wars movie, which is either going to be amazing or, or not. It's going to be amazing. But it's going to be amazing. You got some, Billy? If they're going to bring back old characters, would we mm. mind a CGI recreation of Harvey Corman? Ooh, oh, that'd be no. nice. Maybe even some no. Arthur. <laughs> but look, Disney, don't meddle with this when Taika Waititi's doing anything, okay? Just let him do either gay space pirates, vampires, or <laughs> slide in the comics featuring Tag and Bink and let him go nuts. God, please bring me Tag and Bink. Please, God. Oh, that would be great. Mm -hmm. Me next? Sure. Speaking of possibly being cinematically done, Marvel drops Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror <laughs> hours That's after gay. a guilty film verdict. That's the greatest segue of all time right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is. Very nicely done. Sure. 
The actor was set to play the villain in 2026's Avengers The Kang Dynasty and 2027's Secret Wars, but was dropped following a guilty verdict and an assault trial. Disney Studios has officially cutting ties with the 34-year-old actor who played the villain in Kang the Con- played the villain Kang the Conqueror. Majors was set to star in multiple Marvel projects, including upcoming Avengers. Wow, you just repeated yourself. <laughs> this article is like repeating entire paragraphs. That's good. Earlier this year, Disney was touting Majors as the future of, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The actor Whoops. had headlined Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. As Kang the Conqueror, did you know that? <laughs> I wish he would play Kang the Conqueror. That'd be good. He also p- appeared in Loki season one and season two. Yeah. Like Thanos, Kang was expected to pop up in multiple films and television shows, culminating in 2026's Avengers movie. But Major's Marvel future. Huh? They're going to have to just recast it. Yeah, that's right? what I'm thinking. But Major's Mar- uh, Marvel Cheadle. future came into it. question within just a few weeks of Quantum Mania. When the New York police responded to a 911 call, um, it goes on to say that he was found guilty and he will be sentenced next year and he faces about a year in prison. Good. So, um, my thoughts here just recast him. They've recast yeah. Yeah. many, many characters. There's no reason they can't just recast Kang. Look, honestly, I think it was smart for Disney to wait until there was a verdict, just yes. in case. In this day and age, we never know. We want, you know, you got to make sure a company that has invested so much money, of course, they're going to play it safe. Then, once it was proven, yeah, within hours, then it was just like, nope, he's nope. out. Now, of course, I think we all know who they should 100% recast him with, and that's Terrence Howard. Oh. <laughs> oh. That'd be epic. See, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say Marlon Wayans. <laughs> not unless. Uh, not unless there's a lot of white makeup around. <laughs> it's see, because he was so good. He was just so good. And so the second, the second season of Loki, I'm just like, God, he's really. Yeah. God, I hope he's. I hope he's not a bastard. God, I hope he's not. Because he well, was love- just so good at this. Lovecraft Country was yeah. amazing. Yes, was he was amazing excellent cast. in that. Yes. And it is it is a shame. And, you know, I think that what this may have been was, you know, he, he may not have. It could have been that success went to his head. Certainly some of the commentary that he has dropped in, in the texts and stuff like that certainly seems that he felt very high on himself and uh, was kind of crumbling under the pressure of representing an entire community. And I think that that may have exacerbated what was already there because a lot of times what happens is when you get super duper successful and you're surrounded by people who won't say no, you start to think that every thought you have is the right thought. And that's why I promise you. Yeah, but plenty of, but no, but most, most people who have success don't hit people either. So yeah, no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I'm not saying that, um, I'm not saying that they do. I'm saying that a lot of times that is something just like alcohol for some people mm-hmm. uh, brings out the the worst in them. Sometimes success does, too. And it puts un, uh, a lot of crazy pressures on some people can handle it. Some people can't. And for some people, they're able to, you know, kind of quiet those intrusive thoughts. And then other times it just it, it elevates them. And it's such a shame because Jonathan Majors is a fantastic, amazing actor or. He just knows how to harness all of those things and bring them to life on screen. And it turns out all that stuff's been there the whole time. 
Wow. Well, you know, I'm hoping silver lining for all of this that like they maybe they hire some unknown and who gets his big break and is now able yeah. to get into you know somebody who looks like him and is able to do that full range of emotions and they find somebody else who's mm. going to be a good actor to play it. Somebody that hasn't been in anything else a complete unknown would be what I would go with. I think it'd be a great wild card and we'd be all in. Yeah. And so. it's variants. So, you know, him looking a little yeah. different, that's fine. Right. And one of them, he had blue skin. He's a shapeshifter, so <laughs> it's not like unheard of right. that he would look different. Yeah, right. or, you know what? Screw it. Tommy Davidson is Kang. Let's have that happen. I want to see him wow. scroungy. I wow. want to see him jumping around and fighting like you know like he was in uh in ace ventura 2 that's what i want to see that's what i want to see from king or or screw it and just give us doc doom wow well my story is actually kind of related to in a disney plus kind of way you may have heard this one because <laughs> it's episode kind of, of GRD going... brought to you by disney <laughs> all around but no, this one is this one is like whoo uh, you could tell that we're all going that you know we're going and we're traveling and everything anyway um so, oh no! You know when you go to the store <laughs> and you can buy the gift cards for um, for Disney. There's Disney gift cards, and a lot of times you can, you know, in these tips and tricks Facebook groups, right? You can find, mm-hmm. oh hey, Costco is doing like ten percent off of gift cards or whatever. So people will go and buy like a huge amount of them and then use them for their family vacations, go on their trips. Well, there was a family that accidentally bought ten thousand dollars in gift cards for Disney Plus. <laughs> Not Disney <laughs> gift cards. <laughs> Same difference. It was like they're they're big. It's the grandparents, and they were going to give them out to all the sixteen members of their family who were all going on this trip. And you it, and it you got Disney Plus for your lifetime. And it says right on there, non-refundable, non-transferable. Oh. This is seventy years of Disney Plus. That <laughs> <laughs> 70 years so the the sort of good news moral of the story is they have eventually gotten they they called customer service they couldn't get anybody from disney it took them knowing somebody knowing somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody at disney to be able to and then also like viral marketing through like tiktok and instagram that this had happened like the story was on the today show you know what i mean like disney would have looked really bad if they hadn't stepped in to help but the people have to take a picture of every single one of these gift cards and send them in. They crash their internet by trying to send too many files through the computer and they're going to have to mail some of these pictures in to get their money transferred over to Disney gift cards because they need like the unique ID number. Why don't they send the cards in? Send the actual cards in. (laughs) But then, and then they're going to mail them back the regular cards. I guess they could have done that, but like if their trip is like coming up, who knows, right? Point. I'm right? surprised Disney didn't see the upswing in Disney Plus gift cards and just up the monthly fee for the, the service, <laughs> right? Be like, oh, we're popular. People now. love us. Let's <laughs> charge them more. Yes. So it's working out well from the for the family, but the moral of the story is pay really close attention to what you're buying at the store. But I could I, at first at first I even was like, why would I buy a Disney Plus gift card? But I guess you could be like, here you go. Here's a year of programming on me or whatever, you know, so mm-hmm. that you could sign up for an account. But then at the end of it, they're going to be like, hey, now pay. So you're just, yep. I mean, it's brilliant on Disney's part to get people like hooked on their shows. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So pay attention to what you're buying out there, people. Disney gift cards and Disney Plus gift cards are two completely different things. Yeah. So there wasn't a plus on the card at all? 
Well, there was. It says Disney oh, Plus. There you go. But, but you disguised as Mickey but ears. We're old. We don't it know. Was, it says Disney. It, yes. It was grandparents. They may not realize that there is a difference between those things. Okay. Well, and honestly, when it all goes to the same source, you wouldn't really think there would just be Disney and you could use it for whatever. But I understand that that's different. It's a streaming service. It's a totally different thing. Yeah, yeah. different financial buckets. They got to know what's profitable, what's not. Yeah. All right, boys and girls, mm. are you ready for a news story that has nothing to do with Disney? Yes. No. Here Bring we it. go. Warner Brothers Discovery and Paramount Global have held talks about a potential merger. Of the two media companies. Okay. Which oh, then Disney bought for Disney. <laughs> I just I just hope that gives them enough room to add Batgirl, damn it. Warner Brothers Discovery and Paramount would be looking to pool their assets, which span TV, film, sports, streaming, to gain greater scale and operational efficiencies. Specifically, WBD and Paramount would have an interest in combining their Max and Paramount Plus premium streaming service to better compete with the likes of Netflix and the aforementioned Disney Plus, since we have to mention them, and Hulu. So they're going to make... Maximount on the film side, Warner Brothers Discovery would acquire top tier properties from Paramount Pictures. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> they'd they'd get Terminator, Transformers, Mission Impossible, Top Gun, A Quiet Place, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Godfather, Paranormal Activity, Scream, the Star Trek film franchise. Warner Brothers Pictures has the DC Extended Universe, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and maybe they'll realize that. That Coyote movie was worthwhile after all and emerged. Mm-hmm. WBD Paramount Global would also be expected to combine the TV operations. Warner Brothers Discovery's cable lineup is CNN, HBO, TNT, TBS, Discovery Channel, Cartoon Network, Food Network, HDTV, TLC, and others. Paramount's got CBS, Comedy Central, MTV, Nickelodeon, and BET. Um, this week, uh, Byron Allen reached out to Paramount and he offered them $3.5 million to buy BET. They're trying to make the whole thing work and make this one just big place for all all possible entertainment that you could want. It would be like they were a new family, much like yes, the the pair of brothers. GRD is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution, <laughs> non-commercial, non-works, nice days, but a license. Come check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, on the website at geekradiodaily.com. And drop Wait, us. So who's who's getting the water tower with uh, Jessica Walker? <laughs> 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 Good night, everybody. Yeah, that's how that works. So, yeah. Drop us a note, won't you please? It's podcast at geekradiodaily.com. Of course, send a voicemail or text message to the magic numbers of... 510-GRD-CRIP. And, and I'm not ashamed to say, yeah, I'll prove to you that I won't turn into a crazy, weird celebrity that thinks everything's fine if you give enough money to us on Patreon, and I'll show you. I'll show you I can be a rich celebrity and not be a bastard. Cool kids? Cool kids. Good night, everybody. <laughs> God, these guys are such geek dumbasses. I know. Scat. Skedaddle. Adios. Adavadechi. Ciao. Aloha. Fuck all. <laughs> I missed you. This was all you? Bringing me here? Yes. The Thraxians told me that they needed my help. They do need your help. Why? It's complicated. Come with me and... Now, why would you lie to me again? You killed thousands of people. Yes. Why would you think I'd ever want to see you again? You called Mama Pet. Mark, I need your help. I can't believe you put them up to this. Made them lie to me, too. Just listen. I don't have to listen to anything you say. Mark. 
Look, I made a mistake. And I've thought about you every day since... A I mistake?! Son? No, you don't get to call me that anymore! What do you want me to say, Mark? You could have started with, I'm sorry! You know what? Don't bother. All right? It wouldn't mean anything anyway. I hope you like it here with your new friends. I guess they don't know you the way that I do.